What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Leap Fast Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. Joe Tommy. And, hey, guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about some uh, baby Tommy, I guess. If we're gonna t- let's title this baby Tommy. This talk is baby Tommy. I'm good with that. We're going to uh, we're gonna find out a little bit more about the upbringing of Tommy. What it was like growing up uh, with Tommy? Because we're gonna talk to his mom about Tommy. This um, is gonna be so uncomfortable, by the way. Well, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, I don't. I, I'm not one to like. Yeah, I'm a I'm a pull the bandaid off fast guy. Okay. Well, I mean, I I think that's a good approach. But uh, you know, just just for the record. I want you to remember, this was your idea to call your mom, so I don't know how this is going to end up or what she's going to say. Obviously, just like every other episode, this is unscripted, but I'm very curious we're about gonna, a lot of things. But we're going to, yeah, this, th- you may never see this. We may, <laughs> we may cut all this, but let's. I'll leak it. Let's call my mom. Let's see what's going on with her today. Uh-huh. Hey, mom. Hey. So you're, uh, you're, you're live on the you are on air right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be more awkward for Tommy because, uh, uh, I mean, this may be your first podcast, but we're absolutely gonna grill Tommy right now. We're not gonna grill him, but we do want to know some things about, uh, you know, Tommy as a child uh, from a mother's standpoint. If uh, you've got some good Tommy stories, we've got some good Tommy questions, and uh, I'm I'm just excited to hear these answers because I don't know anything about baby Tommy. I don't know how much uh, I can say on the air about that, baby Tommy. <laughs> well, we got a great uh, podcast editor. He's phenomenal his job. So whatever slips, and Tommy's like, nope, uh, we'll get him. We'll t- we'll take it out. So <laughs> you uh, you just be free and say whatever you want to, um, because I think it's fascinating. Like, obviously, you know, you you're you're proud of your son, and uh, we're proud of him too. I mean, like, um, he's he talks about you know, just kind of being self-made, uh, to a degree and uh, like learning these things the hard way. And, um, nobody, uh, can shake his confidence because the person that he's became. And I think a lot of that personally starts with his, with his parents. You know, I think that's something that you guys probably instilled into his DNA. Yeah. It's Um, all my mom's fault. Like if you, if you spend 20 years telling a kid they can do no wrong, eventually they believe it. Oh, well, so if you guys, (laughs) let's do it like this, you know, if people have, uh, comments um or concerns or complaints then we'll just have me email your mom because she's the re- no. no 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 don't don't email Tommy's mom I'll come after you um so what was it like growing up uh well not growing up what was it like with Tommy as he was growing up like at, at, was he a unique kid uh, was he was he normal was there anything that you saw that stood out about him that was like man this kid is just not right you know uh, anything like that that you noticed he was always really smart. He caught on to everything real quick. And okay. So, and I did. I did tell him he could do anything. And I truly, with all my heart, believe that and still do, that he can do anything he sets his mind to. So what age did you think Tommy really started, like, taking that and running with it? When did it sink in and he started believing that? It was probably in high school when he started believing it. When, when do you think you started believing yeah, it? Kindergarten. Basically... So I, I I negotiated my way out of naps in kindergarten. Oh my so gosh. like and my ki- <laughs> that's a skill. That's that is a, that is a that is a full blown like I got tired of taking naps and decided I wasn't so I would work ahead. And I think that that was that was when I started really understanding like uh, I could probably get away with stuff. Yeah. Um. So and so there's some good there's some good kindergarten stories, mom. Like you know. Yep. He he loved his kindergarten. His kindergarten teacher was his first love. 
and Same. she had a red dress, and he loved her red dress the way it flowed on the t- floor when she sat down at story time. And he would get mad if you talked about his kindergarten teacher. Oh no! Well, I'll definitely not talk about your kindergarten teacher. But I was the same way. I, had I mean, a- I'm not still mad. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> no, I. I and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And go she, ahead. she loves she loved him as much as he loved her. Her name is Miss Hartley, and he she still calls and talks about Tommy. Well, okay. Well, so thirty five years, like, buddy. Thirty five wow. years of memories. That's crazy. Yeah, that's right. And she would let and she would let him read the stories in kindergarten to the rest of the class. Wow. Did you negotiate that too? Is that something you I think she just wanted me to shut up. Oh. So she had to- She was trying to get you to say say so much stuff so you'd be talked out. Yeah. Talked out. No. Yeah. Oh, what a smart teacher. Um <laughs> So, well, you know, idle hands are the devil's work, so you just <laughs> I do know that, actually. I know that very well. Um, <laughs> well, so, like, let's let's talk about Tommy pre-high school, like elementary school. Um, I mean, it's not like de- developmental things, you know, not like, uh, it was not, I mean, what kind of grades did Tommy make? Let's, let's start right there. What kind of grades did Tommy make? Tommy could have made straight A's if he wanted to. So, you know, if that's the pretend pioneer. Tommy could have made could straight have, A's. Yeah. That's your, mom, that's your mom loving but, you and believing the best. But he was always on honor roll. Oh, were you? But he, he, he in, could have made it. Through elementary and middle school. school. Yeah, for the most part, middle school. I, in middle school, yep. grades were like the way to get things. Like my mom and dad like would reward uh, me with, you know, a couple of dollars, you know, $5 on every, for every A. And so like for a kid in our situation, $25 was a big deal. Yeah, no, I remember that. Um, yep. Did and you? he went to space camp and what was it, Tommy? Sixth grade? That's yeah, I was a giant nerd. That that started I my space, space camp, love. Yeah. We'll we'll throw up some we'll throw up some pictures in, of space camp. Oh yes. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome uh, experience, I think, for him to get to go to space camp. He yeah. missed school for a week, uh, got permission from the principal for him to be absent from school for a week to go to space camp. Oh, it was during school. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah. So the mom and dad always always let me try things. That's that's important like that's a good thing to to bring up even when they didn't under like even when they didn't understand them i think dad would probably have much rather me uh been out i like, got some sort of pitching camp or trying to figure out how to throw a ball <laughs> then like, what you were space doing. camp oh, okay let him go let him <laughs> so. what like so what all things i mean can you remember that you tried you know that your parents were behind you that was just different you know like then or was there anything really different? Was it just the fact that they just supported you? You know. Well, I mean, I quit playing football to go be the mascot, so you know there, that was that was one thing. And I, I, I don't know. I just I, I dropped out of all. We, I changed schools in tenth grade and came into it, and like was like, oh, I think I want to do musical theater, and I think, oh, I want to go try being the mascot. And Man, what a jump! They just sort of went, okay. Do you have any mascot moves you can do right now? No, well, I mean, not sitting down. I've got some moves. Okay, we'll get them. On. We'll we'll get them to you guys. I still want to see Tommy mascot photos. Um, so back back in elementary school, before we get too far ahead, I want to know this because I just from my own personal um, knowledge. But like, did was Tommy? Did he fight you a lot on having to do homework and home projects and stuff that was assigned to him? Was he one of those guys that could just pick it up and do it, or did he just hate doing it? Uh, he's a procrastinator. Okay, yeah, 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 I knew that. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the. He gets that from his dad, though. They both procrastinate. So Did it. That's that's a, a DNA thing. Um. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I feel He'll the same way. He'll get it done. But He'll yeah, get it done. It's gonna be on his time. Right. No, I, I, I would do the same. Like me and my mom would get into arguments because. Uh, 
she would always tell me, this is just a, a me story. Like she'd always tell me. No one cares, Daniel. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, this is my fault. No, my mom would tell me, she'd say, hey, son, I'm going to be home from work at 515 and you better have taken the trash out uh, and checked the mail. And like, that's just one trip. I can carry the trash can out to the road, check the mail and come back. And that takes like five minutes. And I'd always wait until like 4.55 to do it. And she'd always yep. get mad at me. And I'm like, mom, this is getting done. Like I did it. Everything's done. I didn't miss anything. Um, Man, I've had that conversation a million times. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, what, yep, for sure. that's what I wanted to know about that because I feel like me and you were similar in that. Like I sent some of the stuff. Um, yeah, So for sure. Move, moving into high school. Oh, did you have something you want to say? No. Okay. Move, no, no. I'm trying. I'm just crossing my fingers that we get out of this segment without me looking terrible. Okay. What can we do? <laughs> like, let's get some terrible time. No. Uh, high school. I'm holding back those. <laughs> that's for yeah that's for a special podcast we'll do nothing but terrible tommy stories i'll miss i'll miss another mother's day by accident uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she'll she's like she'll come back on the podcast i did that once actually oh no yeah he did oh no <laughs> we won't talk about that either nope i, I think all. Well, let, let me back up into elementary minutes <laughs> one time oh, we Lord. came home from um from i guess i picked him up at school or whatever from daycare and he had just got a kitten that he had pulled and it came to the car every time we drove up in the yard. Why are you telling this story? Please continue. continue. And we drove up in the yard and here comes the kitten that I did not see. You know where the story's going. Oh no. I ran over the kitten and Tommy got out and saw the cat and he starts screaming at me, you murderer, you murderer, you killed my cat. I might have been a little dramatic as a kid. I might have been a yeah. little dramatic. Well, I mean, you're oh, a kid that was, just saw a dead cat, so I get it. Uh, it was terrible. He was screaming bloody murder, and he would not talk to me, and it broke my heart because I hurt him. Oh, so. man. Oh, man. And what's great, this is the best. This is, this is where the, the kitten has been the most valuable thing that's ever happened to me, is that that silly dead cat, uh, has gotten miles and miles and miles because anytime we're in a social situation or like like talking oh, to people man. and my friends, I can always make my mom cry because I'll bring that story. <sighs> I'll be like, "Mom, you remember that one time you killed the cat?" And I was like, "Oh, oh my god, my I can't gosh. believe!" It. And she's she immediately starts crying, and so I know I've got a a hundred percent chance of making my mom cry in You're public. Horrible. In public. You're horrible. You're horrible, Tommy. Well, I wonder if that's why. Tommy missed the uh, the Mother's Day. Maybe he still has a little of that. A little yeah. late animosity. <laughs> we may need to sit down and have a little uh, intervention about some emotions that are still tied to that. His but, dad came home that day. He thought somebody in the family had died because Tommy's on the swing set crying, and I'm in the kitchen cooking supper crying. Oh, oh! I want to talk about a story. Is dad is dad with you? Yeah, I like to put you on the big phone. Okay, so you don't do that. You, I don't want him to hear this part of the story. That's why I was asking. <laughs> I got no, this is a best. You've never heard this story. I just it just I don't know why I, I don't tell the story more often. I got in a fight in middle school, and they sent me home early on a bus by myself. Whoa, that's how bad this fight VIP was. VIP treatment, Bruh, I rocked this kid. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> I won't ever forget it. Nick Schuler, he walked around with two black eyes for about a month. Yeah, I rocked this kid. They sent me home on a bus, and my dad was sitting on the front steps of our house waiting on me when I got home and I get off the bus. And so we lived it kind of out in the country. And so the bus, you know, doors open on the right. Our house was on the left side of the road. And on the, on the other side of the, across the street from our house was just a cornfield. The bus is open. Oh no. The bus doors closed and the bus drove off. And my dad, I was just walking across <laughs> the cornfield. I went about to go home and my dad stood up and yelled at me. 
don't come home. <laughs> I stayed, I stayed hidden in that cornfield for oh hours, gosh. hours until my mom got home and like calmed dad down. That was the best. Oh, what did you, what did you, what did you think was going to happen? I mean, I thought dad was going to kill me. What, what's your take on that situation? I said, well, you know the rule. If you got in trouble at school, you got in trouble at home. And so I expected for you to get in trouble at home. Oh, what caused the fight? Was it other kids? Other kids. So we, we rode the same bus. Nick and I have been friends for years now to this point. And we were friends like literally the day after. We had to go to like to the school counselor, you know, because we had gotten a fight. Yeah. And, the, and we walked in. She's like, oh, Nick, who did that to you? And he's like, he did. And we were friends already. Like, we were friends. Yeah. We were fine. But we got, we got in a little, like, scrap, like, argument in, on the bus. And the next day, all the kids were like, oh, Tommy beat you up. Tommy beat you up. And then they were, like, talking crap to him to get him to, like, yeah. come after me. Yeah. We got in a bathroom, like, bathroom break as a whole class. And all the boys went to the bathroom together. And they started. And he got rocked. He needs to learn how to take a jab because he did oh, not man. duck his head at all. I caught him twice and it was Good over. Lord. But y'all were friends like immediately. Immediately, I mean, like minutes later, I was so mad. I was getting in trouble for that. But mom came home and, and eventually calmed dad down and was like, "All right, you won't get a spanking. Just come home." Because I was not coming home. I was not. It was not happening. I mean, you had food. You had corn. Like a, a year supply. You could. I was. I was good. <laughs> That's good. Mom, mom, tell the story. Um, it's fun when you tell it, but tell the story about when I decided I wasn't getting spankings anymore. Oh my God. Oh, and if you're, if you're listening, I grew up in a household that hit kids. All right. So I'll tell you where to go find them. If you're a part of social services. <laughs> Tommy was probably about what, 13, maybe uh, 14, 14, 14. And he had back talked me and I tell him, I said, wait till your dad gets home. And when Dad got home, I told his dad what he'd done. And so Tommy decided that he wasn't getting spanked anymore. He had gotten too big. And Mark was always, um, didn't want to spank him because he probably hadn't spanked him five times in his whole life up to this day. And so he he was kind of backing off from it. And I said, well, if you can't handle him now, you'll never handle him when he's 16. And, well, that was the wrong thing to say. So at that point, he bent Tommy over like a pretzel. over his knee standing up Bro, and I, I, wore him out it was it was to this day the worst like i don't know i think i like blacked out at some point in time but no yeah. <laughs> i'm just it might have been for fear but yeah it was no but, so mom had said earlier like i'm gonna spank you because of your mouth and i was like mom listen look you can punish me i know i did something wrong how do you mean negotiating my way so out so you were tommy game. at 14 yeah yeah, yeah look, listen I'm, but I'm too big to get spanked. I'm definitely, I'm as, I'm as big as you, mama. Like, I'm not getting spanked. And so she tried to spank me. And they had, I, re, I remember this so vividly. They had this waterbed. You guys remember waterbeds? Oh, yeah, so they had a waterbed. So she tried to spank me, and I would hop the waterbed, and I'd run around and hop the waterbed oh, and run gosh. around. So I was running from her in her room. She had me caged in, but I wasn't going to let her spank me. I was making a point. And she said, wait, your dad gets home. And I was like, I remember thinking, <laughs> I just got this visual. oh, bro, it's everything oh, that you bro. imagine. I was jumping the bed and running around. And so I remember thinking, like, all right, well, Dad, I, I can handle Dad. Yeah. Man to man, we're going to negotiate this, right? And so Dad came home, and he's like, boy, you know, and he always called me boy when I was in trouble. Uh, he said, boy, come here. And I went in, and I remember Dad saying, you know, talking to me about it. And he's like, all right, well, come here. you got to get this spanking. And I was like, no, sir. Like, listen, I'll, I'll take whatever punishment. You can ground me, whatever. I won't go see friends. But I, I just, Dad, seriously. 
And he's like, boy. And then he got mad. And then I did the same thing for him. I would like hop the bed, run around, hop the bed. And then mom said, if you can't handle him when he's 14, what are you going to do when he's 16? And you ever seen Stretch Armstrong, those old yes, toys I where have. he could oh, grow? My, my dad's arm went an extra five feet across the bed. Uh-huh. Like he had to have. Like, I don't know how. He challenged him and he uh, rose to the occasion. Bro, he grabbed me by the back of my neck and the back of my <laughs> knees at the same time. Like literally, this is how it happened. And he folded, <laughs> folded me in half. Oh like, my gosh. Knees to chest. Had my butt sticking out of his arm on this end. Oh my god! Was wearing me out. That's like you talking about you running and jumping over the bed. Is like <laughs> what I feel like pet owners like when they're trying to catch a gerbil for somebody <laughs> to take home. Like and he's trying to get away from. Like that's the the mental image I have in my. But I feel like Mark could just come in here right now and still do the same thing. Like it's, you challenged him once and he made his mind up no matter what. Uh yeah no yeah. that's that's exactly how my dad is yeah. like. But he, you're the same way too. He's, he's, he's that old country song, like, I'm not as good as I once was, but yeah. I'm as good once as I, I ever was. Ever was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's mm. my dad. Like, the moment you challenged him, he would rise to the occasion. Well, that's that's you, too. He might well. die doing it. That's also you, too, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a lot of this is bringing some clarity to just me knowing you, Tommy. Like, this is great. Um, what, what else? What, what are the stories we got here, high school age? We, we, well, he— at one time, we had was it the little Dodge Coat? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. was, it? We, my, my, was one the, of my first cars was a five-speed four-cylinder Dodge Colt. It looked like uh, a little egg. Nice. It was like a Geo Metro back in the day. Yeah, it was navy bring blue. Bring yeah, bring it, please. For the love of God. Well, Mark and I were in town for at a funeral, and someone came in the funeral home and said, "Glenda, I need to tell you something about Tommy." And I said, "Oh my gosh, what?" And they said, "Well." You know, we've had a lot of rain, and there's a lot of rain down by the post office. And he's driving that little coat through that thing like a madman, like a wild man. We got home, and he had parked that car back exactly where it was when we left. We marked the tires so we would know exactly. But you weren't supposed to drive it. No, we weren't supposed to be driving. Oh, okay. So I'm in a car I'm not supposed to drive. And him and his friend are running through this pond pretty much that had rained like several days and it, they had got it so wet that it wouldn't start for what three four days yeah oh that flooded gosh. it so bad it wouldn't start for three <laughs> days and it was it was rough man we were we were dukes of hazard jumping that thing over uh over railroad tracks railroad track. and and that's that's you mark the tires the Oh like, yeah, a hundred percent. We went out and like we had a dirt driveway and marked the exact where the tires were, where they were needed to the be. The level of intentionality in that is just—it's so funny to see it scale to today. <laughs> but oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, so all you parents sorry. out there, all you parents out there that have little hellion kids, and you're like, well, this guy's never going to amount to anything. You never know. They could be in Forbes one day. Listen, I just want to say this. That is, in my opinion, the power of spanking your kids. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to leave it. I'm a spanking kids believer, and I will leave it at that. Everybody yep. everybody that was raised in the South shaking their head right yeah. now, and everybody that was raised in California are like reporting us, and that's report, right. <laughs> reporting us right now. A good Some, spanking ain't never hurt nobody. Somebody's starting to GoFundMe for my kids right now. Yeah. Um, that's also great relationship advice. What's that? A good spanking never hurt nobody. <laughs> You struggling uh, at home? You need to there. try that one. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's my favorite. By the way, saying things like that in front of my mom is like my favorite <laughs> thing to do. I've heard you do that before, and I was like, "Oh my god, Tommy!" She's... No, that's funny. I f- 
I feel so he bad for you. He likes to put me on edge as much as possible. Yeah, I like to push mom to the limit. Oh, it's fun. I, at that's... one time, when he was out, Philip at home, and he was in high school, and he was going to, we had like youth Sunday at church, and he was supposed to be the speaker, and he kept saying snot, and I thought if he says snot one more time, and I finally, when we got home, I said, please quit saying snot. Now he says things worse, and I said, I wish you'd just say snot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to go on record and say I've never heard Tommy say a bad word, ever. You're a damn liar. I am a liar. <laughs> I was totally like, that is not a person. Uh, one thing that will probably never get released is the blooper reels that I like to make after all of our videos, which I can watch for days and just laugh until I'm blue in the face. But uh, and it's basically just a bunch of me cussing. Those are those are mainly <laughs> consisted of like one or two words, yeah. uh, and I love it. It's it's great. So, uh, so we did karate together. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, so what? Yeah, okay. So did martial arts for a long time, but like one of the cool things was that we did it sort of like my mom did it with me. So like my mom did martial arts with me and all this other like, stuff. Took so, the class or yeah, yeah no, okay. no, yeah, took oh, the class wow. with me. It was a big group class. I was in, we were in there with adults. You know, kids were in there with adults and. Um, it was a mixed a mixed age class and like it was great like my mom my mom and I really like grew up sort of being best friends so so like she did everything she just chaperoned all the trips mm -hmm. knew all my friends my house uh, in high school was two blocks from yeah. my high school and it was the house we had a pool in the backyard uh, um, at you know people kid, I'd come home and kids would be at my house yeah no we, I, I'm familiar with that house like I think everybody has a friend who had that house yeah and so. so mom was always mom and dad both were always like I'd rather Tommy be here and acting up than mm -hmm. you know so they always had a house that was super welcoming um, and you know all all my friends felt totally comfortable there. Uh, you know, it was great. It was great growing up in that kind of environment, but we did. We had the house. We were the house everybody hung out at. That's and it. I always went on their field trips because if I was there, I knew what they were doing. Well, oh, I, oh, here's let's ask a mama story. Oh, okay. Ask mom about Thelma and Louise. Let's just let her tell All right. that story. All right, mom, I want to hear about Thelma and Louise. <laughs> we went on a field trip to have a loose flower in Columbia, and I had a car load, a van load of kids, and another parent had a van load of kids. Ninety, ninety, wait, wait, we got a 95 Ford Econostar. Aerostar. 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 Yeah, Aerostar. Yeah, yeah, Aerostar. I had yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. Teal. That, teal, teal, yeah, teal green, oh. Aerostar. Oh. Yeah. I hear Jesus yep. is pit green. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so we're coming back down the interstate, and so the kids don't want, we're, they're going to pass me, and Tommy and all of them are going, don't let them pass us, don't let them pass us. So when they get closer to me, I would ease. You know, go down on the gas a little bit and get on up ahead of her. Well, her group must have been doing the same thing because she would come on, try to get on up there by me too. So we we kept doing that back and forth, back and forth, and we got stopped by a highway patrolman. Oh my god! We were we were passing each other. She would go past me, and I would go past her. They didn't get stopped because they were passing each other. They got stopped well, because they were doing a hundred miles an oh hour down the interstate. You are absolutely. She's she's denied <laughs> this for twenty five years. She we absolutely she absolutely got the three digits. And no, you're lying, Tommy. No, yeah, if, no. <laughs> just uh, well, we are past the statute of limitations here. So I don't think you can. Eat. <laughs> If there are police so, officers, and this listening. was also on a Friday, uh -huh. so we were coming back, and then so like every we're at a very small school. By the time Friday night football happened, and I was playing, 
like she had to, parents were there. This other kid's parents were there. Mom is mortified because everybody has heard about it. Oh, Everybody's no. asking about it. And this cop well, ringed her out on the oh, side oh, of the man. road. Oh, he, man, re- he, did. he was like, I can't believe you guys are adults. You've got kids in the car. He was reaming oh, her out. It was epic. Both of us. But it, it's all because Tommy said, instigated thought, this. Yeah, that's right. It's all your fault. He, he said, I thought I was going to have teenagers out there. I never expected to have two grown women. I mean, he really did break a phone call. I felt so bad because oh, I had never man. had a speeding ticket. Ne- I'm not oh, really? Kind of never ever. a speeding ticket in her life. Exactly. And she gets her first ticket. Oh, <laughs> he didn't give us a ticket. Oh, he let he you just, guys off. He just, yeah, he just sucked at us. And, I was out in tears, but he knew he was doing his job. He was getting the results he wanted. But by the time we got, and we were probably doing 80, 85, but by the time we got to school, all the kids were saying we're doing 100. And so everybody was talking about it. So they started calling me and this other lady, Tillman Louise. Oh, my gosh. Monday morning when I went to work, I worked at a bank. And when I went to work and I opened my office door, Someone, one of the tellers had went in there and put a strobe light in my office and put uh, speaker tickets all over my office. So all day long, every time I opened up the phone book or opened up a folder, it was a ticket laying inside everyone, all over my office. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And they still call us Thelma and Louise when they see us. (laughs) Were were they mad about it? Were the kids like, like it's nowadays, you can't do that or... You just oh, the can't kids do that. thought it was hilarious. They thought it was great. Parents didn't care. Yeah, none of the parents cared. <laughs> no, yeah. no, none of the parents said anything. Oh, yeah, my no, my, yeah. So, the, so I'm not. I, I have a little wild hair that I get honestly. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know you have the wild <laughs> hair. But you're saying that you inherit it from your. Oh, I get it, honest, 100. Yeah. percent There's no, there's no doubt in that. Um, and but like I get, I get all the good things too. Like all that, that self confidence comes from my mom. That work ethic comes from both parents but then that that competitiveness comes from my dad like everything good about me comes from them and everything bad about me comes from my aunts and uncles um (laughs) and that's just a fact i mean a hundred percent my aunts and uncles are contributed to everything bad about me i think we have an aunts and uncles story in one of our classes yeah, we yeah. probably do. We probably have too many. It's the, be- uh, it's the beach one. You talk about the beach. I won't go. In. I won't spoil it. That was a good one. You guys just have to go watch it. Yeah, for sure. So like that was, um, yeah. I I grew up. I grew up in a great house. Um, and it's so funny to be like to see you know how you grew up and and how that influences you now. Looking back on it and having to you know try to gain some perspective and figure things out. But you know, hopefully. Hopefully the fam's proud and we've done, you know, we've done a good job, I think, making sure that, you know, we, we've taken care of people and that kind of thing. But, yeah. uh, but in, 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 and it came full circle, you know, my, uh, and we, we could go on days and days, but like both when my first company with Millviewer, the one that got acquired, you know, both of my parents worked full time for me. So they retired. Uh, Millviewer was like a third career for my mom. And, and then she came and did sales. My dad came and did install and, yeah. you know, logistics. And that's that's a completely different dynamic, um, having your sure, parents yeah. work for you, yeah. you know. And yeah. but yeah. and you and you can attest to this. No one here feels like they work for me. No, everyone feels like they work with me, um, because I don't. And I, I like Daniel said earlier that I'm the boss. Like I'm not the boss ever. Like I by time. I mean, by it I'm, really wasn't any difference for me because you've been telling me what to do all your whole life. So it's just <laughs> up there in the park. Start at 14 when he decided he wasn't having any more spankings. 
except for that day. Then we had to show him who was boss. Yeah. I don't think I got any after that day, though. Like, honestly, I think that was the... Uh, I think your dad's right outside that door waiting on you to say something to mess up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here. Oh, so I'll tell you the last time my dad had any sort of physical confrontation with me, and then we can we can actually end the podcast okay. on this. <laughs> I feel like it's a good place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, the one thing that I learned from my dad more than anything else was respect. Respect for my elders, respect for other people. Um, and and he's not a he's not a boisterous guy. Like I get I get my personality probably from my mom and how I interact with people from my mom. My dad's a little bit quieter, a little bit more reserved. Um, but when it's when it's game time, he's a gamer. Like he's oh, ready to he? go, and he'll be he'll be loud, he'll be aggressive. Like when it's ga- and he'll talk. He talks the best trash. Like he, I can't even imagine because he doesn't that. talk. He doesn't. He's not like vote. He's like I got you. Like, okay. He just gives you looks. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, and and my wife's like that. And if you ever get him and my wife together, it's a trip. Um, oh, but so I don't know how I was like probably sixteen or seventeen, and I, I had a date that night, and mom knew it, and she was like, "Hey, if you don't get your room clean, like you're not going out tonight. So just just know that." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Okay, cool. I'll get it." Procrastinated. Procrastinated. Yeah. <laughs> Half halfway through the day. Uh, she's like, Hey, you got to get your room clean. And, and so mom, mom has the tendency to like continuously remind you yeah, oh yeah. whether, whether or not you have time left Moms or not. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, she's, she's what some people would call nagging. I would call it lovingly reminding, you know, like I just, <laughs> um, no, nah, she was nagging me. Uh, so, so she was nagging me all day long, all day long. And, and finally I knew I had enough time. I was planning on just throwing everything in the closet anyway. So it wasn't going to take me <laughs> Very long. And I knew that. Not what I wanted. She knew. Yeah, yeah. So she was like, Tommy, you got to get. And finally, and I didn't. And we'd kind of been going back and forth. And and my dad was sort of walking down the hall to like get involved. And I didn't see him have my back turned to him. And I said, I will get it. And I slammed my door. And I didn't. I mean, it wasn't like I didn't cuss at her or anything. I have anxiety already. I I slammed my door and turned around to walk down the hallway, and my dad met me, grabbed me by the neck, by the throat, picked me off the ground and put me against the wall and said, boy, if you ever speak to your mother like that again, I'll end you. Oh, man. And, like, I mean, I don't know how quickly I cleaned up the puddle underneath me after it was all over, but I needed to. Like, he scared the mess out of me. But how quickly did you clean up your room? Immediately. See, and that is my case in point right there. (laughs) Nobody was abused, but the point got very well delivered. a fantastic story. Yeah. But, no, like, that was one of those things where, like, that, you know, we – we were um as a family that you can you can discipline where there's love right sure and that's a that's a that's a great practical application for the for the workforce for for when you're building teams Mm -hmm. like when i worked at millviewer and things went wrong and when we were were running our first company we disciplined all the time but we had such a culture of love Mm that discipline was just, it went right inside of yeah. it, right? And so yeah. I got disciplined yeah. as a kid all the time, but I didn't, it wasn't like you've got to balance out discipline with love and you've got to, it's not, you're not trying to balance scales. Is that our house and my parents love me so much and we, I grew up in a culture of love in my house that when it was time for discipline, I never thought they didn't love me. Sure, because that was the foundation. of Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't they didn't love me. It was I did something wrong. Right. So it was always on me when yeah. I got disciplined. Um, and then that, we would dance in the kitchen. Yeah, like so. I mean, yeah, you, you can't have like my parents hate me because they spanked me in a in an environment where they also danced with you in the kitchen and right. grew up, taught you how to love good music like Motown Man, and yeah. the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. Like you can't; those two things are incongruent, right? right. And so, um, it's the same way in the business world. If you're a business that has to consistently discipline and grow and grow through discipline um, and make people better, if you're going to be training people, you had better also have a culture that celebrates 
those people and loves those people because if you only have discipline, you'll have turnover. But if you have love, you'll have buy-in. Right. You know, and that's a that's a big thing. And and that's that for that is us, a very big thing. Yeah. And, and has made and has made all the difference in us because we had tremendous buy-in in all of our businesses. And I learned that as a kid. Mm. I learned that at home. And then just you know me metaphor me. I took it and made it a business application mm-hmm. and and used it. Um, but a lot of our success was built on how much tremendous buy-in we had and all of that I learned from my parents. That's so, so, so mom, thank you so much for, uh, being on today and all the, all the lessons. Well, it was my pleasure. I thank you for everything you've done and you are an awesome young man. Aww. He is. He really is. Thank you for yep. joining us. All right. Love you, Tommy. All right. Love you too. Bye. Hey guys, we have an Instagram. It's at leadfastco. We post content daily. We have a website that's got tons of stuff. Uh, it's leadfastco.com. Uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast. Check us out on our social media. We have Facebook as well, leadfastco. And we'll see you next time. Uh, and she was doing a hundred all day, a hundred <laughs> all day. Let's get that in there. Yeah.